Real Life presents the Jack Hibbs Podcast with intention and boldness to proclaim truth, equip the saints, and impact our culture. There are preachers, there are, there are goers, and there are senders. And because you and I are living in the last days, you don't have to get a passport and fly to some foreign country and hack through the jungles to preach the gospel to somebody. We are such in the last days that all you need to do is to shout, as it were, from the rooftop. You can get the outlines of this podcast by going to jackhibbs.com slash podcast. Today, if this podcast lifts you up and encourages you to live a more fulfilled life in Christ, then make sure you leave us one of those five-star ratings. To us, that's like saying amen or yes. Then that rating will encourage others to listen. Now open your hearts to what God's Word has to say to you. Here is Jack Hibbs. The Christian today would say, I know exactly who I am. And I, I lift this, by the way, because I, ha- I, I, I lack the authority, I think, of convincing you. So I'm going to borrow from a heavy lifter. I'm going to borrow from Dr. H.A. Ironside. Dr. Ironside said, regarding who we are, when we get to heaven, we're going to stand there and there's going to be this big, beautiful gate, an entryway. And we're going to look over the top and it's going to say, all ye who will enter in, come. And we're going to walk through there. Woo! And we're high-fiving each other. Go, oh, man, this is amazing. And then we get in. It's a huge table where we're going to sit down with Abraham and all those with faith. And we're going to maybe sit down. And Ironside says, then we're going to look back through the doorway that we passed through. And on the backside, it's going to say, sinners saved by the grace of God. That's who's going to be at the table. Who do you think you are? I know exactly who I am. I am a sinner saved by the grace of God. Well, what about Romans chapter 1? I'm a sinner saved by the grace of God. But now we're in Romans chapter 2. And Paul, I'm telling you, he's going to dig down because he now looks into the religiosity of religion. And if you can handle it, I mean, look, I preached my guts out the last four weeks trying to empty out this church. (laughs) No, but I was honest. I was honest, I gave you the truth, I gave you exactly what the Bible said, I let the Bible stand on its own, and it didn't work. (laughs) I met someone yesterday that came up to me and said, I I came the first day before you started Romans, I came that first Sunday, and I loved it. And then I came back the second week, and I hated you. I'm not kidding, I hated you. I said I would never go to that church again. And I found myself coming back the next week, and then the next week, and then the... You know why that happens? Truth. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice, and they follow me. It's his truth. And so it's quite amazing. And it should be no surprise to us that when we, as a cleaned up people, by the blood of Jesus, I pray and trust, or we could be a people that we think we are cleaned up by our own self-righteous deeds. And if you can stay for the next few weeks, it's possible that for some of you who view yourselves acceptable to God, but you have a qualifier, I'm acceptable to God because my dad was a pastor, my mom played the trumpet in the band, and... My brother's a missionary. 
What does that matter? Oh, uh, I, I'm a Christian and I'm going to go to heaven because I... Because you what? We have a tendency to look at two extremes, you know? There's those that are horribly condemned and, 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 and you can see the fumes, as it were, of their sin rising. And then there's those over there that uh, glow in the dark in righteousness. But the problem is they, it's just a bunch of flashlights. It's not any righteousness. <laughs> it's just... They just, they're so impressed with themselves. They're legends in their own mind. <laughs> and uh, so, listen, a little bit of background, of course. In fact, uh, this is very powerful stuff, this background that we need to know. And you ought to write in your note-taking that, first of all, remembering that the Book of Romans, and you're going to see why in chapter 2 and 3, the Book of Romans is the Magna Carta of the Bible, it's the declaration. It's the charter of freedom. Let's remember this, everybody. As we get into this, we need to put our, our armament on. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4, remember, says, Behold the proud. His soul is not upright within him, but the just shall live by... What is it, church? That was horrible. Let me ask you again. The just shall live by... By faith. And from that, the Jew, Paul, the apostle, converted to Christ, now born again, echoes that in Romans 1.17, when it says, for in the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, for it is written, and he quotes Habakkuk, the just shall live by faith. Faith. Romans chapter 10, verse 14. Romans 10, 14. Background to this. How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? How do people hear the good news? How does a sinner become a saint? How does the lost become found? Someone's got to reach them. Someone's got to go to them. And how shall they believe in him whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And I'm going to say, all of us, don't point your finger at me. I'm pointing back at you. We're all in this together, church, right? Amen. We are the preachers, okay? Verse 15, how shall they uh, preach unless they are sent? And as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? Verse 17. So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let me interrupt myself on this. This is precious to me, and it should be to you. I believe Jesus Christ is coming back soon, and the tempo or the nearness of his coming has stepped up. It's stepping up faster and faster and faster, and one of those things is this, that we together are making an impact by fulfilling this scripture that you may, well, I was going to say you may or may not be aware of. I'm not even aware of because I'm shocked with the things that I'm hearing. But together, so I preach and teach the word, but through your support of getting this stuff out onto programs all around the world now, be it either internet or television or radio, 
people are giving their hearts to Christ, and that's awesome, don't get me wrong, I love it, but the biggest impact that this church is having around the world is making disciples. There are people who are saying, I thought I was saved, but I didn't even know this before, or I've been saved, I've been saved for 50 years, but I've had like one year experience just repeated every 50 years. But since I've been hearing the word of God, the Bible's exploded in my life. You know how that happens? Listen, there are preachers, there are, there are goers, and there are senders. And because you and I are living in the last days, you don't have to get a passport and fly to some foreign country and hack through the jungles to preach the gospel to somebody. We are such in the last days that all you need to do is to shout, as it were, from the rooftop. The gospel is coming out of radios and, and rental cars. The gospel is being dropped into enemy-occupied territory, so to speak, in Korea, in China, North Korea, where the, where the gospel is forbidden. There's the way now through the internet and through other t- ways to drop the teaching of God's word. Every single one of us now, the hour is so late, every one of us are missionaries to some degree now. I can take my dollar bill and send it to a part of the world where I can't go. How do you do that? By supporting, for example, J. Vernon McGee or this ministry or Dr. David Jeremiah. You got to be careful. Pray about, I mean, those guys are great, but there's a lot of goofballs out there. A little side note. Anybody who says, "If if you don't send in your money... If you don't send in your money, people are going to go to hell because they didn't hear the gospel. It was all because you didn't support. Let me tell you, listen, don't send them a penny. If they're pressuring you like that, forget it. If God's broke, we got the wrong God. Okay? We've got to be willing to go. We've got to be willing to send. But how shall they hear? Unless the word goes out. We have to remember that. Question, how did you hear the word of God when you got saved? How did you hear it? Where were you? Think about that for a moment. Was not God pursuing you and you didn't even know it? And then when that veil was lifted from your face, you realized, oh my goodness. Now things make sense. If you've never heard of the Romans road, I'm going to give it to you right now. You ought to memorize it. When I was younger, I had it memorized. Uh... As I, as I age, I barely can make it home sometimes. But <laughs> if you're going to get a tattoo, get a tattoo of the Roman road. And here, here it comes. In fact, that's pretty good. Actually, if you have a problem with your memory, go ahead and get it tattooed on your arm. <laughs> and you, you can just, never mind. Um, number one, Romans road. Check it out. Listen up, everybody. Romans road, number one. Romans 3, verse 10. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Can somebody say amen? Amen. So listen, if you are that hooker from uh, Hollywood and Vine, or if you are the incredibly well-groomed businessman whose office is in the corner and everybody thinks you're just perfect, the Roman road to salvation begins by saying, there is none righteous, no, not one. And we, in our human thinking, think like this. And I don't know if it's from the school we went to or if it's just flat out our human condition. But we have a tendency to grade on a curve, right? Man, I hope everybody gets a D in this class. If everybody gets a D, then everybody passes. 
Well, life's not like that. And God's not like that. Well, Pastor, I'm, the, the guy I brought here today, he's my neighbor. He, I mean, I brought him today. He is a major loser. <laughs> my neighbor is such a sinner. Jack, you don't know. Excuse me? If, if you brought that neighbor, that neighbor ought to turn to you right now and say to uh, Romans 3.10, there is none righteous. No, not one. <laughs> now, you may be sitting here today, you may be watching right now, and you're thinking, I don't like you. You just said, I'm not righteous. That's right. Join the club. None of us are righteous. The word righteous here is the righteousness that God must accept. It's the righteousness that only God could accept. It's the righteousness, listen, that only Jesus can provide. There's no man-made righteousness that's acceptable. Think about it, my friend. The moment we wake up to even the gospel, Jesus died for me. What, What do I need to do? Do? You need to fall on your face before him and say, God, I can't do anything. Not, it's not do, it's I'm done. Because the moment you try to be good enough to get into heaven, the moment you try to establish your little holiness group, you have forgotten that we've all sinned. And we're tainted with that sin. And so Paul is speaking to the religionists. But he's speaking to the believers at Rome. Just remember this, there's none righteous, no, not one. Here's number two, Romans Road. Chapter 3, verse 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. See, there's no escaping this. See, Jack, is this good news? I came here this morning for some good news. This is the best news. This is the best news. It'd be like this. If you want to go from here to, where do you want to go? Uh, from here? Norway. Texas. Norway, not Texas. Texas, okay, Texas. Depends on the weather. So, if we're going to go to Texas, hypothetically, so we're going to head to Dallas, we're going to drive. If, there's, if there are numerous highways that we can start out from here, hello, we're in Southern California, we have more freeway numbers. I mean, you need a calculator to figure out the freeways around this place. And which one, which one do I go with? You, listen, there's so many, but eventually, one will get you to Dallas. Are you with me? You can start where there is just a a spaghetti noodle bundle of decisions to make. But eventually, there's only one that gets you there. And that one that gets you there is a route. It's a road that starts out with saying, there's none righteous. Instead of being offended by that, you should say, okay, that's okay, Really? I thought all you Christians were like super holy rollers. No, we're not. You got that from the religious person. The Christian who knows Jesus knows exactly who they are. And they know what they are. And listen, when we know who we are and what we are, we have a tendency to walk closer to Jesus than others. Why? Because we know who we are and we know what we are. Okay? In other words, Jesus, hang on to me. And if I try to wiggle out, don't you let me go. Uh, you just glue me to you. Number three, Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Boy, you know that's true, right? So I don't believe that. Well, you know what? The Bible says the wages of sin is death. Sin is to miss the mark. That's what the word sin means, miss the mark. It's an, it's an archery term. It means that the 
archer takes out his arrow. The judges are there watching, and he releases, and instead of hitting red, he hits yellow. And I'm not joking. In ancient days, the judges would look back at the archer, because it's so far away, but just to confirm, and the judges would say, sinner! The, the, I, oh, I missed. Let me try again. Sinner! <laughs> the guy could shoot everything, and he misses the mark every time. And with every time, the judge shouts back, Sinner! He doesn't get offended. He doesn't call his attorney. He's not all woke out. He's, oh, man. No, he's, man, I got to really work on my target. And the whole point is this. According to God, before we wake up to the fact that we even have a bow and an arrow in our hands and that there's a target... God says, you've sinned. So you haven't even shot yet. <laughs> to you, you haven't shot yet. But you remember when you were 13? And remember when you were 17? And don't remember when you were 21 out there behind? You missed the mark. <laughs> and you went, hmm, yes, I guess I did. But that shouldn't bum you out. It should cause you to understand something. Wait a minute. God's available to everyone. His love, grace, and forgiveness is available to all. And yes, it is. This Jack Kemp's podcast, as well as all the broadcast outreach opportunities, are listener-supported. Will you consider partnering with us through a special gift? Go to jackhibbs.com to learn more and stay connected. Free.